0: Today is the 12th day of November. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I'm Brian. It's great to be here with you today and every day. And of course, here we are at the sparkly, shiny threshold of a brand new week. Looking at the week, we will continue to journey our way through the book of Ezekiel. And in the New Testament, we will conclude this week the book of Hebrews And uh, move forward into James And we will read from the Common English Bible this week So let's dive in Ezekiel chapter 24 verse 1 through 26 verse 21 In the ninth year, on the tenth day of the tenth month The Lord's word came to me human one. Write down today's date because today the king of Babylon has set up camp at Jerusalem. Today. Compose a parable for the rebels' household and say to them, The Lord God proclaims, Put on the pot, set it on, and fill it with water. Add meat to it, every good piece with shoulder and thigh, the meatiest bones. Fill it up. Take the flock's best animal. Arrange the wood beneath it. Bring it to a rolling boil and cook its bones in it. The Lord God proclaims, horror, you bloody city. You corroded pot, pot whose corrosion can't be removed. Empty it piece by piece. She is rejected because her blood is still with her. She didn't pour it out on the ground so that it could be covered with dirt, but she spread it out on a bare rock. In order to arouse wrath, to guarantee vengeance... I will spread her blood on a bare rock, never to be covered. So now the Lord God proclaims, Horror, you bloody city! I myself will add fuel to the fire. Pile on the wood, light the fire, and cook the meats. Season it well and let the bones be charred. Let the pot stand empty on its coals until it's so hot that its copper glows, its impurities melt in it, and its corrosion is consumed. It's a worthless task. Even by fire, its great corrosion isn't removed. How your betrayals defile you. I cleansed you, but you didn't come clean from your impurities. You won't be clean again until I have exhausted my anger against you. I, the Lord, have spoken, is coming, and I'll do it. I won't relent or have any pity or compassion. Your punishments will fit your ways and your deeds. This is what the Lord God says. The Lord's word came to me. Human one, I am about to take the delight of your eyes away from you in a single stroke. Don't mourn or weep. Don't even let your tears well up. Sigh inwardly. Be deathly still. Don't perform mourning rites, but bind on your turban and put your shoes on your feet and don't cover your upper lip or eat in human company. I spoke with the people in the morning, and by evening my wife was dead. The next morning I did as I was commanded. The people asked, Won't you tell us what your actions mean for us? So I said to them, The Lord's word came to me. Say to the house of Israel, The Lord God proclaims, I'm about to make my sanctuary impure. The pride of your strength, the delight of your eyes, your heart's desire, the sons and daughters you left behind will fall by the sword. You will do as I have done. You will neither cover your upper lip nor eat in human company. Your turbans will be on your heads, your sandals on your feet. You won't mourn or weep. You will waste away in your guilt, all of you groaning to each other. Ezekiel is your sign. You will do everything that he has done. When this happens, you will know that I am the Lord God. And you... Human one, on the day that I take from them their proud stronghold, their crowning joy, the delight of their eyes, and their sons and daughters whose fate weighs on them. On that day, a refugee will come to you so that you yourself will hear the news. On that day, your mouth will be opened to the refugee, and you will speak and no longer be silent. You will be their sign and they will know that I am the Lord. The Lord's word came to me. Human one, face the Ammonites and prophesy against them. Say to the Ammonites, hear the Lord God's word. The Lord God proclaims, you laughed when my sanctuary was degraded when Israel's fertile land was laid waste, and when the house of Judah went into exile. Therefore, I am handing you over to people in the east for them to take possession. They will set up their encampments against you, establish residence, devour your fruit, and drink your milk. I'll make Rabbah into pasture land for camels, And Ammon, a resting place for flocks. Then you will know that I am the Lord. The Lord God proclaims, Because Moab and Seir say, Aha! The house of Judah has become like all the nations. I'll open up the flank of Moab from the cities at its border, the land's splendid cities, Jeshemoth, Baalman and Kiryatham. I'll hand it over, along with the Ammonites, to people in the east, for them to take possession. And so Ammon will no longer be remembered among the nations. I'll execute judgments in Moab, and they will know that I am the Lord. The Lord God proclaims. Edom acted with excessive force against the house of Judah. The Judeans were guilty, but Edom's vengeance was excessive. So the Lord God now proclaims, I'll overpower Edom, eliminate all living creatures, and make it a wasteland from Timon to Didan. They will fall by the sword. I will execute my vengeance in Edom through my people. Israel's power. They will act in Edom according to my anger and fury and they will know my vengeance. This is what the Lord God says. The Lord God proclaims When the Philistines set out to right the wrongs done to them, they enacted revenge with utter contempt and old hatreds. So now the Lord God proclaims I will overpower the Philistines, eliminate the Keratites, and obliterate all who are left along the coastline. I will act against them with great vengeance and with wrathful punishments. When I execute my vengeance against them, they will know that I am the Lord. In the eleventh year, on the first day of the month, the Lord's word came to me. Human one, Because Tyre laughed at Jerusalem, The gate of the peoples is broken. She lies open before me. She is destroyed, but I will succeed. The Lord God now proclaims, Tyre, I'm now against you. Just as the sea hurls up its waves, I will bring many nations up against you. When they destroy the walls of Tyre and throw down its towers, I will scrape off all its dirt and make it into a bare rock, a place for drying nets in the middle of the sea. I have spoken. This is what the Lord God says. It will become prey for the nations, and its towns around it will be put to the sword. Then they will know that I am the Lord. The Lord God proclaims, I'm bringing Nebuchadnezzar against Tyre, the king of Babylon from the north, the greatest of all kings, with horses, chariots, and charioteers, an assembly, a great army. The towns around you he will destroy with the sword. Then he will build towers against you, erect siege ramps against you, and set up shields. He will pound his battering ram against your walls. With crowbars he will tear down your towers. The dust from all his horses will cover you when he enters your gates as one who enters a breached city. Your walls will quake at the thundering of the charioteers and chariot wheels. His horse's hoofs will trample all your courtyards. He will cut down your people with the sword, and the monuments to your strength he will bring down to the ground. They will destroy your wealth, plunder your goods, tear down your walls and raise your fine houses. Your stone, lumber, and rubble, they will dump into the sea. I will bring an end to your cacophonous songs. The sound of your lyres will never be heard again. I will make you into a bare rock, a place for drying nets, and you will never be rebuilt. I, the Lord, have spoken. This is what the Lord God says. The Lord God proclaims to Tyre, Won't the coastlands quake at the news of your downfall? When the wounded groan, and when the slaughter in your midst goes on and on? All the princes of the sea will come down from their thrones, remove their royal robes, and strip off their fine garments. They will be clothed only in terror as they sit on the ground, They will be so terrified they won't stop shuddering because of you. They will sing a lament for you, and they will say, How you have perished, Queen of the Sea, City once praised, who once dominated the sea, She and her rulers, who spread their terror abroad, Every one of them. Now the wastelands tremble on the day of your fall. Your expulsion horrifies the islands of the sea. The Lord God proclaims, When I turn you into ruins like uninhabitable cities, when the deep sea washes over you and the raging seas cover you, I will lead you down into the pit to the everlasting people. I will install you in the world below in the everlasting ruins with those who go down to the pit. And so you will neither rule nor radiate splendor in the land of the living. I will terrify you and you will disappear. You will be sought but never found again. This is what the Lord God says. Hebrews 11, 1-16 Faith is the reality of what we hope for, the proof of what we don't see. The elders in the past were approved because they showed faith. By faith, we understand that the universe has been created by a word from God, so that the visible came into existence from the invisible. By faith, Abel offered a better sacrifice to God than Cain, which showed that he was righteous, since God gave approval to him for his gift. Though he died, he's still speaking through faith. By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he didn't see death, and he wasn't found because God took him up. He was given approval for having pleased God before he was taken up. It's impossible to please God without faith because the one who draws near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards people who try to find him. By faith, Noah responded with godly fear when he was warned about events he hadn't seen yet. He built an ark to deliver his household. With his faith, he criticized the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes from faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was going to receive as an inheritance. He went out without knowing where he was going by faith he lived in the land he had been promised as a stranger he lived in tents along with isaac and jacob who were co-heirs of the same promise he was looking forward to a city that has foundations whose architect and builder is god by faith Even Sarah received the ability to have a child, though she herself was barren and passed the age for having children, because she believed that the one who promised was faithful. So descendants were born from one man, and he was as good as dead. They were as many as the number of the stars in the sky and as countless as the grains of sand on the seashore. All of these people died in faith without receiving the promises. But they saw the promises from a distance and welcomed them. They confessed that they were strangers and immigrants on earth. People who say this kind of thing make it clear that they are looking for a homeland. If they had been thinking about the country that they had left, they would have had the opportunity to return to it. But at this point in time, they are longing for a better country, that is, a heavenly one. Therefore, God isn't ashamed to be called their God. He has prepared a city for them. Psalm 110 of David, a psalm. What the Lord says to my master sit right beside me until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. May the Lord make your mighty scepter reach far from Zion, rule over your enemies. Your people stand ready on your day of battle. In holy grandeur, from the dawn's womb, fight. Your youthful strength is like the dew itself. The Lord has sworn a solemn pledge and won't change His mind. You are a priest forever, in line with Melchizedek. My master, by your strong hand... God has crushed kings on his day of wrath. God brings the nations to justice, piling the dead bodies, crushing heads throughout the earth. God drinks from a stream along the way, then holds his head up high. Proverbs 27:14. Greeting a neighbor with a loud voice early in the morning Will be viewed as a curse Okay, in our reading from Psalms today we read Psalm 110 Which refers to Melchizedek One of the two only references to Melchizedek in the Old Testament And we talked about that at length when we began the book of Hebrews So I'm just pointing that out In the book of Hebrews We turn the corner And begin to move into the next piece Of what is being laid out in Hebrews So since we began Hebrews We've been examining from a Hebrew context A Jewish context uh, The sacrificial system The way to get to God And to be absolved of sin And the writer of Hebrews is saying that In Jesus' death, that system is completed and is no longer necessary. We now have a high priest in heaven. A new covenant has been instituted. We can now ourselves go into the Holy of Holies. So in other words, we can now ourselves as individuals stand clean and righteous before God and enter his presence ourselves. And we've talked about what a monumental paradigm shift that was for the Hebrews that this was written to. Today, we begin to talk about what enables all of that. The reality that we have to enter and live from within in order for this to become true. And that reality is called faith. So as we turn the corner and begin Hebrews chapter 11, we're greeted with that. Faith is the reality of what we hope for. The proof of what we don't see. And then we spent the rest of our time in Hebrews today seeing examples of this from the scriptures. And we started at the beginning And began to work our way forward, and we will continue with those examples as we read forward, as we go forward tomorrow. Some scholars call this the hall of faith, (laughs) the hall of faith in the Bible, because it's example after example of people who lived by faith in order to move into a reality that would otherwise be impossible. And we should enjoy this because it's kind of a fast motion move through a number of the stories that we've encountered as we move through the Bible this year. But it also shows us this common thread. Faith is a necessary part of our humanity, of our journey, and certainly is the rocket fuel of our relationship with God. So we should enjoy ourselves as we move through these examples but then Hebrews will lead us to a place where we realize, okay, the examples are wonderful, but I can't move into this on someone else's faith. It's going to come down to some choices and decisions that I have to make. And we'll get to that over the next couple of days. And so, Father... The scriptures tell us that it's impossible to please you without faith. And so now as we begin to explore faith from the book of Hebrews, we invite your Holy Spirit to strengthen and increase our faith in you. As we look at these examples of people who had faith against all odds, faith in a reality that they could not see, faith in you, and you alone. Come, Holy Spirit, and make this a reality in our lives. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. DailyAudiobible.com is the website. So where you find out what's going on around here. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, you can do that at DailyAudiobible.com. There's a link. On the homepage, thank you profoundly and humbly for your partnership. If you prefer, the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or comment, 877 942 4253 is the number to dial. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you, and I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow.
1: DAB family. It's Casey, the single-minded plumber. I love you guys. Uh, It's another beautiful sunny day in sunny aloha. Um, I hope all you guys are having an awesome day and enjoying yourselves. Bless all of you. Um, I wanted to call in in particular to thank a few people in the DAB community. I know we have some law enforcement officers in our community and, uh, the aspiring law enforcement officers. Um, I want to thank you, uh, specifically. I grew up with a single mother, um, on welfare in the poorest neighborhoods we could find. And a lot of my father figures were law enforcement officers. Um, Anybody, any male figures in my family were uh, on drugs or selling drugs. Um, So law enforcement officers made a big difference in my life. They taught me right from wrong. Um, They let me know when I was doing something wrong. Um, They brought me home and kept me safe a lot of nights. Um, So you never know when... uh, you're in the community uh, what a difference and what an impact you make on on the people you meet um, god bless you guys uh, thank you for doing what you do um, you're appreciated you really are even if uh, the people who you're helping don't show it at the time and i didn't but a lot of the law enforcement officers i knew when i was a child still wonder how i'm doing and. and reach out to me and hope I'm doing okay. So, I just want to say I love you. God bless you. Bless your families. Bless everything you do. Bye. Hey, fam.
2: It's Spark. Uh, I wanted to call. I was listening to community prayer. And I uh, heard a call from Joe. Um, hey, dude. I'm so glad that you're on here. Um, you're talking about your struggles, um, childhood, and things like that. And uh, how... How hey, you can be bitter about that. And I'm going to tell you right now, that's okay. Um, you're, you're seeing uh, things that happened that changed your mind. And um, it's different to listen to Proverbs. Hard to, hard to listen to it sometimes. But I want to tell you, dude, I want to urge you to get where I was. So when I started listening to this, I was just so exhausted I was exhausted with being frustrated, angry, down. Man, I've, I've had some upside downs in my life. I'll just tell you that, you know, uh, where you're left on your backside and uh, can't really make sense of all of it. And uh, keep digging right now. And there's going to be a point when you say you have trouble listening. I will tell you what God is. God is taking you right now, and he's putting you in this situation not to listen to his word out of fear or out of shame of things that have happened to you. Right now, he's looking at you and telling you, you can be brand new, and here is my promise, and when that clicked, where I realized that everything that had just beat the fire out of me, I didn't have to take it anymore. This is a promise you're listening to. And this is God telling you how much he loves you. And I started reading it like a nerd. I love you, dude. Just hang in there.
3: Hey, DAB family. It's Abba's daughter, Sadie i um, I'm listening to today's reading, November 7th. And James from Nebraska, I think I got your moniker right. Um, <laughs> your wife, Mary, you found on the floor for after a couple hours of probably being unconscious after a fall, and I just, I want to take her to the throne. You said it's not looking good, and I just want to take her to our Jehovah Rapha, our healer. I believe that he can heal. That's what it takes for miracles to happen, is belief and faith in our mighty God. So let's go to the throne for Mary. Abba Father, we come before you today In awe of your power, we come before you today in awe of all the things you have done, miracle on miracle, both in the time when Jesus was on earth among us and even beyond that time. Lord, you have done so many miracles for so many. And so we ask today that you would heal Mary, that you would heal her in such a way that the only way she would recognize it is you, Lord, that this healing would bring her to you, Lord. And Lord, when she comes to you, I know she will be welcomed with open arms and the most grand celebration in heaven. So Lord, we ask for this miracle and this healing and this coming to you, Lord. We just pray and know that you can do it. We believe in the miracle, Lord. So Abba Father, Jehovah Rapha, have your way with Mary and bless James with patience, kindness, and gentleness as they work together. In Mary's healing. In your precious name, amen. Abba's daughter, Sadie Bye for now.
4: Hello, Dabbers. This is Kate from Ohio. I wanted to pray for Kyle from Pennsylvania. Pray for his daughter, Riley, who is three years old. Sir, this prayer prayer request touched my heart so dearly. I have two children, and I work with three, four, and five-year-olds, and it just... God knows the children touch my heart and they pull and they tug until they can't tug anymore. So God, I ask you, you heard my prayer before I even got on this call. We speak encouragement to the parents' heart. That they will remember that you are the true and living God. That you are Jehovah Rapha and beside you there is none other. There's nothing that you can't do. There's nothing that's too hard. God, I'm asking that you be right there and holding Riley's hand, hold the parent's hand, wrap them up in your loving arms and let them not feel that fear that tries to grip them and just twist their hearts and they can't talk and they can't breathe. They know how great you are and they know you're a healer and that you're faithful. But it's their child, God. Give them strength to stand on your word and trust you beyond all understanding. And when no one else is sure, they are sure that you are the true and living God and that your holy and divine will will be done in the name of Jesus. Thank you for being faithful, God. Do your best for them. We're looking for a miracle. in your son Jesus' name we pray. We count it all done. Amen.